You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about crossing borders and establishing a global culture. Now, I love travel. That's one of the reasons I always knew I wanted to keep my business virtual. However, doing business or operating in another country is definitely a new space for me. And I'm really curious about it because I, you know, we've seen so many companies embracing remote work. And I think that we'll probably start to see more international employment opportunities pop up as well. And so I think that's going to create a whole bunch of new challenges for owners to figure out how to navigate that, um, which is exactly why we're diving into it with today's guest. Today's guest, Ari, please don't kill me for trying to say your name, but today's guest is Ari Scherzak. She can say it the right way in just a moment. Um, she's the CEO and head of strategy at Cicalofia. Cicalofia is headquartered in Chicago, but they have expanded their team globally. And we're going to get into that. Ari and her team are focused on helping femtech, D2C, women-led brands transform their websites into platforms that unlock business opportunities. She has her hands in so many different projects in this space, as well as the Chicago creative community. I'm super pumped to hear about all the things she's been working on. We met a couple of years ago at um, Women Tech Founders in Chicago. Ari never ceases to impress me. So let's get into it. Welcome to Eloma, Ari. Hi, Kylie. It's been a while, right? I'm yeah, so glad it's been a we minute. got reconnected. Oh, man. Yeah. Women Tech Founders, that's so wild. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a minute. It's been a minute. Um, yeah. It feels like it's been a lifetime ago and also like six months ago at the same time. I know. Isn't it weird? It's very weird. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, all right. So Ari, there's a million things I want to talk to you about. So let's just go ahead yeah. and get in here. Um, you run your creative shop and um, that can operate virtually, right? So mm -hmm. yep. all things considered, tell me a little bit about the decision to expand uh, across multiple country barriers, country borders, um, into all of the different places that you've extend expanded into? You know, that's a really good question. I think the biggest discussion that I had with my husband was this. Do we want to just stay as husband and wife company or do we want to grow? Right. Yep. And it was such a hard decision because we build a company simply because we wanted to band up together. It's like, it's just going to be you and me thing. Just the two of us take over the world. <laughs> but it didn't, it, it didn't pan out that way, obviously. I feel like it was so naive, I think, um, because we started the company when we were in our 20s. And, you know, I think five years after that, our mindset changed, right? In terms yeah. of like, how much do we really want to take on work? How do we really want to grow? And more importantly, how do we really want to sustain the business so that mm -hmm. we can also, you know, enjoy the lifestyle that we truly want for ourselves? I think yeah. all of us here would agree. We build a business because we enjoy doing what we want to do, mm -hmm. right? With work supporting others and also at the end of the day supporting our own life and our own social need as well yeah. which i think we often forget about um mm -hmm. until it slaps you in the face so i love that oh my gosh, yes <laughs> yes and that was the moment kylie and i was like 
okay, it's a big decision, but how do we do it? Right. And I feel like with us really just really embracing, you know, remote work, and this is probably before, way before pandemic, right? We know how much of a geek myself is and my husband is such a nerd. We're like very much comfortable, like staying behind the screen, even though, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll see you at events as well, go to events, but internet is just something that, you know, plays a big role in our life. That's also how we met originally before we got married. So there's another separate Wait, 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 pause, pause. (laughs) I'm sorry. How did you and your husband meet? Do you remember MSN Messenger? Oh my God, stop it. (laughs) What? Oh yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. But that also makes me feel like you have to be like 80 years old. And I know you're not 80 (laughs) years old. Like that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, so that took it just another level. I felt like, you know, we were just so close with all things related to internet and, you know, some relationship and remote culture before it even you know was a thing right and I think we truly embrace that and we really look at what kind of culture do we truly want to build if we were going to bring in more people aside you know you and myself um and I was talking with my husband about it and he did you know come up with a really interesting thing it's like do we even care where people live and I was like that's true do we really care about that yeah and I think the big thing that we also notice is that you know talent finding great talent, it doesn't always have to be around us, right? Yeah. And it's so hard. Yes. And I think that was it. That was it. And I feel like, I think this could be a really cool thing if we just like build a company where we really don't care where people live, how they live, as long as, you know, they get things done, they really are passionate about what they do and they're willing to learn. Oh my gosh, that three combination would be amazing. For sure. So that's what we ended up doing. I feel like, you know, our very first hire, it was really hard because I was trying to figure out, do I do internship? Do I do people around here? And I've tried all of them, right? It wasn't really, you know, because we couldn't pay for people in the US. I just feel like sometimes you find really hidden gem, hidden talent outside of the US and everything just works perfectly because when you do find these people and they are as passionate as you are, regardless of where they live, right? You want them to be part of you because these are the people who's going to be helping you grow the company. Yeah. So how, so, okay. So you made the decision. Okay. Let's, let's expand outside of the U S let's mm-hmm. expand the team outside of the U S but how did you make the decision as to where or did it not matter like where and you just were looking for the right talent because you're in a, a number of different places now yeah the first thing that i look at in terms of talent was in my home country right i'm from you know bali indonesia that's where i grew up and i was born but really looking at you know the design talent they are the creative talent there there's amazing you know, people living in Indonesia who has great skills around art and, you know, design. However, there's not many people who actually have the leadership in there yet. So Mm. I want to, in a way, I want to contribute in shaping some of these, you know, people who are really excited about digital design, all things web design, UI UX, and really bring those, um, you know, mentorship for them. 
so that they can also shape more of their thinking internationally by working with us. So first thing first, I look into you know, talent Indonesia and some of them actually are still in Indonesia. We have seven people from our team living in Indonesia. Wow. Um, and it just then, you know, become an example for my husband's like, yeah, I, I don't really care where they actually work as long as they actually, you know, come back to the three things that we mentioned about earlier. And he found um, his now senior developer, I can't remember from where, but he was just like, you know, posting online and one guy reached out to him and he has been with us for over what five years and that's wow. just to really say how we ended up finding you know connection just from posting somewhere randomly on the internet i mean like mm -hmm. you never knew right so it's interesting to find like whether it's based on your decision or just like you know let's just toss it out there see who will be interested i think you could do either way but i would say if you have specific place in mind or if you feel like you have a connection to certain countries mm -hmm. or a certain place that might be a best place to also start looking to as start. well yeah um so you know one of the things that i think is a huge topic right now with um well the last couple of years have disrupted everything but yeah. we're talking a lot about employee retention or team retention and now as you've expanded your team to multiple countries um, how are you building that team culture? Because you're right. It, I, I so agree with you. Like all you need, I've been saying this for years, like I need a Wi-Fi connection and a laptop and I'm like, good to go. Right. But there's still that like relationship part. So how are you building mm -hmm. team culture across so many vast time zones, et cetera? Yeah. Time zone. Man, I hate that. <laughs> <But laughs> the time zones will get you. <laughs> I know, totally. You know what we ended up um, doing with time zone is at the end of the day, we just need to touch base with them um, at one particular time. And we, you know, we obviously experiment with so many different time, whether it's in the afternoon our time, you know, evening our time, morning our time. I started working at 7:30 a.m. Central Time Ugh. now. And then I would end, you know, at 3:30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not bad, right? Yeah. But um, it, it was just to really show that we tried a lot of different time slots to make it work, not just for us, but also for our team member. Yeah. Right. Because if it's like 7:30 a.m. here in Chicago, that would be 8:30 p.m. in Indonesia, especially in, mm -hmm. in Bali, right? Okay. So I feel like I kind of have to be mindful in terms of like, do I want my team to like coming into the meeting and yawn and just like not really understanding what I'm saying, mm -hmm. not really, you know, um, capturing maybe some project brief that I'm about to share with them. I need mm -hmm. them to be a little bit more sharp, right? I mean, I don't yeah, have sure. to get them, you know, right, right after they drink coffee, but I still want them to get engaged. I still want them to ask questions. So mm -hmm. if there are things that, maybe they have no idea about, they could just simply ask question and we can dive in into it. So I was really being open in terms of like, how can we make it work for everybody? So in terms of time zone, I think it has to be something that you're either willing to give um, to your team as well in order to really build that relationship. I feel like it truly shows when you are willing to work with them mm -hmm. and helping accommodate their need as well they respect you so much because they yeah. feel like, oh man, my boss is willing to negotiate things with me. 
that really shows, you know, confidence from them knowing that, hey, I can trust my boss. I can really feel not just connected in a way, but also feel appreciated, right? I think a yeah. lot of time we feel like I want my need to be met as well. Can we do something, you know, that that maybe we can find things in the middle that will benefit both of us. So for sure, um, there's that. But I feel like, you know, depending on who you work with and where these people are, time zones going to be a bitch. Sorry, my, I don't really <laughs> swear, but hey, yeah, that just came out. It is. It is. We've worked with people overseas too and on certain projects. And it's like, okay, well, I got to get up at 6 a.m. because this website's launching and so-and-so is going to bed. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's fun. <laughs> Let's not do this every day. <laughs> Yeah. But you will um, figure it out though. Yeah. Well, and and Ari, you brought up such a good point too about uh you you talked about building that trust and that appreciation, which is so important in building, well, any kind of relationship, but especially in building a small business and and mm-hmm. expanding across borders. So what are some other things that you guys are doing to build those relationships, build that trust? Um, and and start to, yeah, just kind of get to know each other. Yeah. You know what's challenging the most for me around, you know, building team in so many different countries? I mean, we got people from you know, India, Serbia, uh, sorry, Philippines, as well as Indonesia, and also me and my wow. husband here in the U.S., right? So that's like, what, five different countries that you kind of have to cover? Yeah. There's a lot of different cultures among yes. all of these different you know, countries. And there's also different times for holidays. So imagine like who's going out at what time. Mm -hmm. That was super hard to, you know, work around in the first, I would say, couple of years. But then we figure out, hey, each country has their own independence day. Each country has their own, you know, religion or culture or belief system that they you know um truly believe in and they want to participate in these because it tied very closely to their family right yeah so for us when we really look at our own lifestyle where we truly just want okay i just want to you know not work on certain labor day or you know independence day whatnot we have here in the u.s i want to be off work i don't want to do work so we give you know our team member I think basically about 10 days um, throughout the year, pick and choose whatever that 10 days is or are. um, And they just let us know, okay, out of these all 10 days, it could be, you know, Independence Day or it could be a major holiday um, in their countries and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So they get to pick and choose. Um, I think it was really helpful for us to really just like give that flexibility to them. Um, And and they feel like they finally have a place where not only they can work everywhere and anywhere in the globe, right? They could have the flexibility they need whenever they need to participate in any other thing. And doesn't have to just follow, um, you know, U.S. calendar. So it's based on their life. That's huge. That's really big. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think, you know, that's such a, I don't want to say low hanging fruit, but like so, so fundamental um, because, you know, yes, in the States we have our holidays, but you you guys are operating in so many countries and so to respect their cultures independently as well i mean yeah that makes a lot of sense that that would be a huge thing for building trust and building that relationship yeah on top of that though one thing that i would also say my husband loves 
to do story time during our team meeting. Uh-huh. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we would just like talk about random things that happen in our life. And in a way, our, you know, weekly meeting doesn't really get too rigid or too structured okay. because we ended up just talking about, hey, what has happened in your life in this past week? I mean, we just don't want to be, you know, in your eyes, just our, you know, the leadership or the... Yeah. um the boss or whatnot, the manager, let's break that boundaries a little bit. Like once a week, I think it's, it would be really nice to hear like, what are you currently up to? Like Mm -hmm. what has been, um, you know, maybe you're doing one new personal skill that was completely random, but yet it was exciting. Share that to everyone. So I think in a way it was really fulfilling because even though we're not able to get together in one room right we were just like in this different screens with everybody's <laughs> random background right. pictures <laughs> and we feel connected through the stories so that was really um exciting to just like hear every Friday it was like oh what's up with this person or what's up with the team or what's up with this um you know yeah. team who are in one location and sometimes they would actually go hang out with one another especially those on my um, my team and they were just like hey let's meet up and they would say like yeah I'm gonna hang out with so-and-so from this team um over the weekend it's just so fun to see that they're building their own connection yeah oh my gosh I bet that's like 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 being a mama bear and being like oh my babies are playing so (laughs) nice together yes oh my gosh I love it I love it I love it um That's so awesome. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is like, don't forget that your team members are whole people and that it's a huge, that that really matters. So to all of the owners listening, like in case you forgot, don't forget that your team members are whole humans and they just need to talk about things too. Um, And I love that. I love that you bring up storytelling too, because um, I, I always come back to like, when we talk about people coming together from different cultures, I always believe that we are so much more similar than we are different. Mm-hmm. And I love that you bring that up of like, we're just telling stories and everybody's connecting yeah. and building those relationships, which is how we build relationships, right? Yes. So- oh, Kylie, this brings me into a really, you know, fun um, experience recently. As you okay. know, you, you probably saw me on Facebook that I went to Bali yep. recently, right? So a lot of my team are in Bali. I think about five of them, um, you know, live in Bali. We ended up doing a team building activities. Now we never seen these people before oh at my all gosh. after like in the past, what, almost seven years, right? We never seen them. Wow. And um, it was just so fun to just like have everybody in the room, you know, go for dinner together and even like, you know, try ATV together. So that was a really oh fun gosh. experience. <laughs> to build that relationship, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Um are you guys how how often are you hoping to get back over to Bali moving forward? Probably once every 2 years. Okay. And we're also hoping to maybe, you know, hop on different countries as well to see where our team members um you know at maybe one one day in the future we could go to Serbia or one day we could go to India and Philippines. We'll see. That'd be awesome. So as you guys have decided to um, expand your team to help create a more sustainable structure for you guys, what what's your dream here? Like what's a perfect world scenario for you guys? Wow. That's a good question. Ooh. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that for a minute, but you know, I've always wanted to 
really move back to Bali. But yeah. I don't think we're in a position to do that just yet. Although I have seen, you know, other people in my network and other women, uh, women business owners, just like take the plunge, just like go to different country just and just like yeah. start there. I was like, I'm not ready there yet, but I'm hoping I'll be able to do that maybe in the next five years. We'll see about okay. that. Um, obviously, I would still love to keep our headquarters here in Chicago, but still, you know, enjoying the time where I could also build up new connections and businesses in the Southeast Asia. Um, that's yeah. my hope, to be honest with you. So yeah, both U um, USA as well as Southeast Asia would be the two places that I truly want to develop our business. That's awesome. I love it. Um, what advice would you give to anyone who's thinking about expanding in a similar fashion? Okay. The first <laughs> tip, honestly, just be open, right? Um, okay. Just be open in terms of like time zone wise. Don't worry about schedule yet. It's like, don't worry about how I'm going to make it work with my time zone. Just don't. Just find the right person first, right? Okay. Regardless of where they live, Africa, US, UK, or maybe even in Singapore, right? Yep. Find who is this people. I feel like you need to understand like what help you need first and then, yes. you know, what criteria of this person should be. Is it more about, you know, um, in terms of like their skill set? Is it more on execution or is it more on a strategy, ownership, management, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Find that person first. Okay. I think you'll know when you find it and you realize this person's going to help me so much in my business. This person's going to contribute so much into the growth of my company and you will figure it out together with them because you never know. Hey, maybe they actually do enjoy working, um, you know, night shift. Yeah. You never maybe. know. Right. So, so start with the person, yeah. start with the person because you're going to be hanging out a lot with this person. Right. And I think yeah. it's only fair to really be as interested um, to this person as much as they would be interested in working with you. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Ari, switching, switching notes just a little bit. You and I share a lot of similar goals and values, especially when it comes to supporting women. Um, tell me a little bit about now I, in full transparency to everyone listening, I just learned how to say Ari's company name. So we're going to just keep practicing this. Um, tell me a little bit about why Sikalofia has decided to focus on websites and women-led brands, because that's totally my jam. And when we connected a couple months ago, reconnected a couple months ago, you had told me like all kinds of really fun stories. And so tell me a little bit about why you've decided to kind of carve out this niche for yourself. So, you know, growing in Bali, right? As much as I love the island, I love the beauty of the island, the culture, people, things like that. I did not really get enough resources to okay. grow as female entrepreneur in Bali, right? When I decided to, you know, become a freelance designer and things like it, all I see are expat doing it, right? And I feel like I want to see people like me. I want to see, you know, more resources that lean towards supporting women in their, you know, current struggles, trying to figure out what do I need to do for my business? What do I need to do for, you know, understanding um, building, you know, new opportunities for myself or even business. I didn't have any of those. So when my husband asked me, 
you know, where do you want to live? Or is it in Bali or in the US? I thought about it a lot, even though I, you know, hate to leave my family and my friends, yeah, right? It was really hard, but I believe that US would have a lot of resources for me that I okay. needed in order to grow. So I, I decided it's like, let's just leave the island and potentially come back in the future. And I did. Mm-hmm. So when I got here, I was truly surprised in the support of, you know, female entrepreneurs in Chicagoland area. And you know this to be true because mm-hmm. you you were in it too. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. So and you you witnessed this firsthand in terms of women just want to help each other. And yeah. I truly felt that. Um, I did not know what I was doing when I was building my, you know, company. Let's be honest, years none ago. of us do. <laughs> exactly. And we're also figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to that. Um, you know, to be honest, I was really intimidated because I was coming from third world country and the way I see, you know, white women, right? I'm not trying to be mean or whatnot here, but yeah. the way we see white women is just so superior than ourselves in Bali. So when I would go to different events and see this reply, I feel like I don't feel like I belong here. I just feel like, you know, I wonder if people would accept me, all those different, you know, crazy talk in my head. Sure. I needed somebody to tell me, hey, welcome. How can I help you? And that's exactly what I what I got. And I was tremendously grateful for all the women entrepreneurs that had helped me along the way. And I think from that particular engagement with these different mentors or, you know, people that I met, the women tech founders and everything, it accumulated into its own support group for me. Mm -hmm. And it just then, for some odd reason, also become the most, type of people that we ended up working together with. And I truly, truly enjoyed that. Uh, So you like ended up attracting those people as clients. Yes. And to be honest with you, it was weird because because it's where I'm going to tell you. It was weird simply because for some reason, whenever I talked to them, we just seemed to click. But when my husband would talk to them, my husband would say, Arya have no idea how to talk to women. It's like, oh my that's God. okay, honey. That's I will friend. figure it out for you. So it was just so, how do I say this? Like so aligned, right? Yeah. And it just, it just become what we do. And I feel like that's when we truly realize working with women is the best project for us simply because we finally get, you know, the chance to help them translate their vision. Mm-hmm. And everything just, you know, works smoothly. I don't know why. And I'm telling you, it's weird, but hey. You found weird. your thing though. I mean, yes. I believe like everything happens for a reason. And if if it feels that good, then like you're mm-hmm. definitely onto something. And if it's yes. not broke, don't fix it, right? Like you love the work you're doing and you're doing it in alignment with your values and mission vision. That's awesome. I agree. And I think it's also, you know, part of me, use this as a way to give back to other women as well, right? I mean, a lot of these women have been really guiding me in terms of my business and my vision and all those different things for my, you know, personal and business development. I feel like I would like to do the same Mm -hmm. to other women as well so that we can also help them move their business forward. I love that. And, you know, that's something that I have, you know, I, I hem and haw about this. 
because we've we've grown up and we've heard about women being so competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all the stories and there's all the stats and there's all the things, right? Um, but I feel like at least it's been my experience and sounds like it's also been yours, especially over like the last five, six, seven years. All I hear from women, especially business owners, are that they want to help other women. Like mm-hmm. all of the clients that I'm taking on are all just wanting to help other women with their businesses. And it's I like agree. the dream. It's like just building this army of women that just want to help other women. And it's like, this is so amazing. <laughs> hey, I completely agree with you on that. But I would also, you know, say there's always going to be bad apples, right? Yes. There's always going to be like that. And I feel like a lot of us, might feel discouraged from just one experience with bad apples. Yeah. I would encourage you don't stop because yes. you will be amazed, you know, and hundred or even like maybe thousand more other women who would do the opposite and support you. Yeah. No, I'm glad you call that out because yeah, I don't understand those women. Isn't there like a quote from, I'm probably misquoting it, but I think it's Madeline Albright who said, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a quote. That's a thing. Um, I believe that. Um, yeah. And I don't get it, but that, you know, oh, well, to each their own, I guess. Um, so Ari, I know you have a, a very busy calendar. You you have your hands in so many things. Uh, tell me a little bit else about what other things you've got going on right now. Well, you're right. I have a lot of things on my you plate. You do. Everything but... I, every time I talk to you, it's like, oh, I have four more things. And it's so, I think it's hilarious because people talk to me and they're like, Kylie, oh my gosh, I can't even keep up with you. And then I'm like, have you met Ari? Like she's got 12 more things than I have going on. And it's always like a new thing. And I love it. So anyway, tell me what's going on. Sure. Um, okay. So I'm also doing podcasts. So I co-host podcasts with another agency owner. Her name is Pick. We're both in the femtech space and we really highlight, you know, women who are in the femtech, meaning female health and wellness technology, whether they're founders, investors, and enthusiasts in the industry. We're just like, you know, trying to really close the gap in the health um, technology for women specifically, because now there's so many different innovations for our own bodies, um, our own health specifically yeah. made for women. So that's exciting. Um, and then the other thing too, that I finally now be able to share to a lot of people, my husband and I are currently wrapping up our book. So our marketing book is coming okay. out this fall. Um, really going to focus on getting it launched in October. So I'm okay. very pumped about that. Um, we just finished Tell us our a bit about the book. Testing. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. So, um, the book is going to be all things related to how to make your website convert better, right? Because I think- Oh my gosh, amazing. A lot, <laughs> yes. A lot of the people that we talked to in the past, they would just say, yeah, I have my website, but I know what to do with it. And I have my website, but I don't know, you know, like why people are leaving my website and there's no conversion. How can I make better conversion? Yeah. There's just so many questions around those. And we come up with, you know, a really different process in terms of how we take on um, new website project for clients. And the big thing that I would say is missing is that a lot of the businesses that we talk to, they don't really have one goal that they want to get out of the website. So that's the big Mm. issue, right? So this website uh, book is going to be your main guide 
to really just understand what it is that you need to do even before thinking building a website, right? Because you have to have a clear um, strategy in order to make it work. Let the website work for you, not the other way around. I love this. I love this. I can't wait. You have to keep us posted as to like when it comes out and launch, et cetera. Um, I have a gift. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. For your audience, Kylie, for this podcast, for Iloma listeners, if you're listening to this, I'm giving away five free copies, right? For just for you guys, ladies. So reach out to me after you listen to this podcast and we'll get you a copy. Amazing. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. And we will make sure to tell everybody else about your book um, because that's so amazing. I mean, you know, we've, we've worked in the same space for a long time. Getting your website to convert is like one of the lowest hanging fruit, but yet difficult and challenging things that we all need to be doing. So this is amazing. Congratulations. And I'm sure this has been in the works for a while because that doesn't happen overnight. So yeah, this is exciting. Congrats. Thank you. Can you share the title? Yes. Um, hang on. Let me pull. Because <laughs> I know I'm I sure just... there's been like 12,000 versions of it. Oh my God. Yes. You know, talking about the title, to be honest with you, it took us a while to finally decide on titles because we all know the right messaging would get the most conversion, right? Yeah. Same thing with your book title. So we ended up doing a AB test, ABCD test, actually, um, okay. via Facebook ad. And finally, oh, nice. decide on the winner through that particular data. So that was very helpful. Oh, that's awesome. Now, the title of the book is Made to Sell. Made to Sell. Creating websites that convert. Yeah. Okay. Made to Sell. Keep your eyes and ears open, ladies and gents. Um, That's amazing. Uh, Congratulations, Ari. That's so exciting. Um, So you do have your hands in all these different things. You're expanding globally. You're about to launch a book. You're just killing it. Tell me, Ari, what are your keys to success here? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. How do you do, do it? <laughs> How do you do it? That's a good question. Oh, my goodness. People ask me that all the time. And to be honest with you, I would say I owe it a lot to a few things. One, my team, right? I wouldn't be able to do all these different things without the help of my team. I feel like having them you know, take a lot of stuff off of my plate was very helpful. It allows me to really focus on the things I wanted to do in order to help the growth of the business. Second of all, my husband, he's always like pushing me to do weird things, to be honest with you, in a good <laughs> way, right? In a business related way. So he would just like, oh, you need to write a book. You need to do this. You need to do that. Oh my goodness. There's a lot here. But I think without him challenging me to do so many crazy things for the business, I wouldn't be where I am today, right? And I, I feel like in a way I needed that. I needed yeah. some of the some of the craziness in my um in my life so that I feel challenged about it. I thrive, I think, in that particular situation because it kind of pushed me to the edge so that I can start thinking, what can I do to do that, to you know, you know, accomplish X or to solve this? So it really is truly helpful and I would say the the last thing would be automation. So all things. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I cannot automation. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I would spend so many you know hours and oh yeah 
time doing a lot of different things, like repeated things and stuff like that, right? And I just like, you know what? We have tech, technology. we have technology, we have internet. Let's automate Let's things. Do that. And that was super helpful. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. On a maybe like personal note, if you're willing, uh, I'm just curious, Ari, what is a guilty pleasure you may have? Ooh. <laughs> I love watching Korean drama, by the way. So Korean drama. Korean animes. drama? Oh, oh my yes. gosh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it myself. Not yet. But that Okay, I'll challenge you to watch from Netflix. Okay. All right. So what, what's your favorite show? Ooh. There's this one called uh, My Love from the Star. It's really, really good. My Love from the Star? My Love from the My Star. My Love from the Star. Okay. My Love from the Star. And it's on Netflix? Oh, that one is not on Netflix. So oh, you have to find it um, Yeah, on another platform. My Love from the Star. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, 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 wow. Words. Ari. Um, two last questions for you. Mm -hmm. What impact do you want to make on the world or what legacy do you want to leave? Man, Kylie, questions. <laughs> coming in, coming in hot. Oh, to be honest with you, I just want to see, you know, more opportunities for women, right? And I know all of us here in the U.S. probably already seen a lot more opportunities for women. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in other countries, especially, you know, smaller villages in Bali or any other third world countries. Yeah. It's not much, right? And I feel like I want to hopefully in the future be able to help creating those opportunities for them. Um, in fact, we actually start supporting a nonprofit organization in Bali so that we can help oh, them cool. fund and um, give scholarship for girls who wanted to, you know, gain better living um, through different opportunities in tourism, right? So that's one way for us to just slowly supporting that particular, yeah. um, I guess, like initiative. Mm -hmm. And perhaps in the future, I'll be able to connect with slightly bigger organization to, to create bigger impact. But I feel like right now, through mentorship, through just like sharing my story that, hey, if you have a vision, take that opportunity, right? Find ways to gain the resources you need because believe me, in the age of technology that we have right now and the resources that are pretty much everywhere, mm -hmm. it's literally on your fingertips. Yeah. All you have to do is just step into the unknown. Step into yes. the unknown. All you have to do is step into the unknown. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's scary, but hey, boy, if you tried it, Yep. And it works. You will just be amazed at what you were able to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So following up on that one, then my last question for you, Ari, is what is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Whew. That's my last one for you. So, you know, you, you yeah. get to take a break after this. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> it's, it's honestly about asking, right? There is no right or wrong in asking a question. I feel like a lot of time we got held up, right? For asking a question and afraid that somebody's gonna say no to us. Mm. We're so afraid in that, you know, two alphabets, N and O, it's 
just a word, mm. but it prevent us to ask a lot of things, asking for either referrals or asking for funding or asking for any other opportunities. All you have to do is ask. And the worst that they can do is to say no. And that is okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Step into the unknown and all you have to do is ask. Wise words from Ari K. <laughs> Ari Kshorzai. <laughs> yeah, you guys, that's such a hard name. Yes, yes. Uh, mic drop, Ari. That was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your joy and your light with us. Um, if anybody wants to find you, what is the best way to get in touch? I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so you can find me on LinkedIn or on our website, cklph.com. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Ari. And for anyone listening, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review wherever you're listening. Ari, you're the best. Thank you so much. This was so fun. And I can't wait to see what magic you, you make happen next. Thank you, Kylie. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.